Wednesday, September 28th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Stock Advisor Jason Moser, from Motley Fool Hidden Gems Charlie Travers, and from Motley Fool Asset Management Bill Mann. Guys, good to see you. How are you? We will have a follow-up to our discussion uh, about Doritos that we had yesterday, yes, but we, we will. Uh, will begin with today's big news. This morning, Amazon unveiled its Kindle Fire tablet, which comes with a price tag of $199. At the event in New York City, CEO Jeff Bezos also announced two new versions of the Kindle e-reader with price tags of $79 and $99. Uh, guys, a lot to get to here, but let's start with the tablet, and we'll just go around the table. Charlie, what did you think? Yeah, they uh, really put a flag in the ground on the low end of the market. You know, So to get a $199 tablet, they had to shrink the screen size, take out the camera, the microphone, get a little less memory. Uh, that said, for what they're aiming for is basically a portal to sell more products through Amazon.com at a price point that's going to be attractive to people who are kind of gun-shy about a $500-plus iPad. I think they nailed it. Jason? I agree. I think they hit it out of the park, and the Nook Killer ought to do very well in the market. That's right. It, you know, and the thing, I want to look at this. I, technically, I think the name is Kindle, but, but so, you're oh. – That was the working this, title. I, this is actually from an educated perspective here as, as a Nook owner. Uh, you know, I, they hit the they hit you the nail on the other with guy. The, yeah, we're the ones. Yeah. But so they have it's a seven inch screen. It's the same size as the Nook, and I just don't see any way possible now that this doesn't just pretty much seal Barnes and Noble's fate here. Because the only thing they had really going for them was the amount of content that's being whittled away day in and day out. And, and with Amazon services, they're just getting the device in your hand to do virtually everything else with them. Amazon, Bill, man, what do you think of the Kindle Fire tablet? You know, I. To jump ahead just a little bit, I do like the fact that they did come out with updated versions of their of of the other Kindle readers as well. Because uh, you know we were talking off the air and we made you know the the point was made that that the Kindle is actually kind of a a better reading experience because there's a you know there's 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 less distraction than you have right. from devices that do everything. You know when I, I have books on my i iPad through the Kindle app. Um, and every time you know I see you know I'm reading and I hear ding you know there's a there's an email coming in and yeah. you know books that I want to read it takes yeah. me two months so call the uh, Ishmael ding yeah. <laughs> I'll be back Ishmael uh, so yeah I think this is a really this this is a really important step for Amazon and they are the most legitimate competitor to Apple that I've seen in quite some time and. Did anything surprise you guys at this announcement? Um, personally, I was surprised by the price tag of the tablet because even taking into account the, the smaller screen size and all that sort of thing, all of the reports leading up to this were very much focused around the number 250. Um, so, Bill? I don't know where I've been, but I was surprised that Jeff Bezos is now bald. <laughs> I think that's. I think It may have been. I think that's been a while. Yeah, he's been doing that for a while. He's been rocking that look for a while. It's a pretty good look. Uh, it totally works for him. You uh, made a good point there, though, with two fifty. I think that's because I mean that's right about where the Nook price is, and they're pretty much using that as the benchmark to say, all right, we're gonna, you know, one ninety nine is where they just knew they could pretty much own the sector there. What I think floored me was the flow of information they're coming out with. You know, it seemed like the fire was the big deal, but mm-hmm. the yeah. big deal really seemed after that to be the touch and the. The touch 3G, the two new I think, yeah. So, I mean, the $99 price point is just, that's going to kill, I think. Charlie, anything surprising from today's event? Yeah, I think they really threw the gauntlet down with the 199 And if you're an Android tablet maker, good night. 
You're, what are you going to come out with? Something three hundred dollars that's intermediate on terms of uh, you know the specifications? No, you're not going to sell anything. And you've been seeing that with uh, the other you know HP and Motorola. You know they just can't sell these. And now with this uh, Amazon Kindle Fire, they're, they're, it's game over. So what do you suppose they're thinking at Apple headquarters in Cupertino as they're watching all of this unfold? Apple has its own event next week. I believe it's October 4th. They're un, uh, reportedly going to unveil uh, 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 the latest version of the iPhone. But if you're Apple, um, are you well, worried to any extent? They still have the high end all themselves. They have a 10-inch screen. You can get 3G on it. It's yeah. They're playing the high end. It's a completely different, you know, space. They are really. I would. I would suspect that, you know. I mean, it's, this is Apple. So I mean, when they get back from walking on water practice, they'll figure out, you know, <laughs> and bathing in their money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bathing in their eighty billion dollars in cash. I mean, Apple's got moves, right? But, uh, but I, you know, I think that they are probably worried about price competition because Apple is a high margin product and a high margin company where Amazon is not. They are a low they know how to sell and they know how to operate as a low margin company where they where they sell lots of volume. So I think Apple's probably a little bit concerned about price competition, you know, and given the fact that uh, that Amazon also has an ecosystem around it. They've got, you know, they've got Prime, they've got, you know, books, they've got they've got music, they've got lots of things that Apple does so they don't have to recreate that. Jason? That's just it. I think you have. So, I mean, Apple pretty much knows they can't compete price-wise, but that's where at least the Apple brand comes into play here because it is such a popular, powerful brand. I mean, if you want an iPad, you're going to get an iPad. Mm-hmm. I don't know that this Amazon tablet is is really a genuine competitor to an iPad, but uh, you know, I mean, I just I mean, Amazon's they've, they've got that price I think right down to where you know anybody who's looking for anything in that range, they're going to go Amazon over over Apple in this case, but I don't think iPads are going to suffer that bad from it. Bill, you mentioned Amazon Prime, uh, the service, $79 a year. Um, I know you're a huge fan of Costco. Is Do you think that Amazon's Prime service um, increasingly becomes important for the business of Amazon? Are they moving more towards being a Costco type of business in this sense that they are a membership business? And to the extent that they have an increasing number of members who are paying that $79 year over year to be a part of Amazon's Prime service, um, that becomes... In, maybe in some ways, Amazon's greatest advantage. Yeah, I mean, if you think of any of these membership, uh, any of these membership businesses, I mean, Costco is a great example. Costco makes almost all of its money basically on that membership fee. You know, if you look at their financials, and I know talking about financials is great radio. Oh yeah. <laughs> All of their profits come from the membership, and I think that that's probably where Amazon is going. And and Apple, for one, can't they can't and won't try and uh, and 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 copy that model. They can't do it. When Amazon tacks on all these extras too, I mean, with not just two day shipping, but I mean now the streaming thing. You know, they signed that agreement with Fox, so they've got a decent bit more com- uh, compelling yeah, they have like content. Yeah, 11,000 titles now in their video library. Right. So all of a sudden, yeah. you look at that seventy nine dollars. Seven year, of them are good. You could probably <laughs> you could double that, and it would still be a good deal. So I mean, I think they actually hold some pricing power going down the road there. You know, shipping costs are obviously going to go up. Yeah, Police Academy one through twelve, Damn. all there. It's all there. Uh, Jason uh, mentioned the Nook early on. Shares of Barnes and Noble down about seven eight percent today. That's it. Uh, I saw ten at one point. <laughs> uh, well done. <laughs> what do you do if you're Barnes and Noble, Charlie? Is there is there any hope for Barnes and Noble? Pyrotechnics. <laughs> 
Yeah, burn the stores, claim the insurance. <laughs> um, well, there, there's a contingent of people out there who do still like the experience of going to a bookstore, and they just have to run those locations as profitable as they can and get as much you know, incremental profit out of the online sales um, and hope for the best. They still generate a little bit of cash flow. It's not as dire as the border situation was. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is the people who like to browse bookstores go there to browse, and then they go home and buy it off of Amazon. Yep. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, it'll be inter- interesting for me to see over the next year what Barnes & Noble's results are because we're really coming up on the first couple of quarters where their biggest competition in bricks and mortar borders mm-hmm. just no longer exists. So I I ultimately think that Barnes & Noble will be okay, but not much more than okay. And, you know. Yeah, I, right. Yeah, I don't know that the they survive, but don't thrive. Yeah. So just to wrap up, uh, when it comes to the Kindle Fire tablet. What is one thing you're going to be watching over the next six to 12 months um, that's going to give you an indication of, you know, what degree of success this thing is? And it can be sales to the extent that Amazon releases them. Um, It could be, you know, a dent in iPad sales. What are you going to be watching, Charlie? So they're giving away a 30-day free trial to Prime along with every sale. And I'm curious how many of those they convert over into full-year memberships. Jason? Yeah, I agree. I was actually looking for a full year membership on Prime of that thing. I was hoping for that at least. But I think that's the key is that as many of these devices they can get in people's hands, how many people are they converting over to that Prime membership? Because I think that's the stickiest part of that whole whole you know, transaction. Jason, there. you know how this works. Only the first taste is free though, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've heard. Bill, man? You know, I'll be interested to see how, you know, what – if anything, I mean, because I don't think we should, you know, I don't think we should pre-declare success. But you know, which which competitors fall out, I mean, or which competitors decide just to, you know, just just to join the, you know, just to join Amazon, if you will. I mean, what uh, you know, are the uh, the Android apps are they doomed, or do they, you know, do they start to uh, work towards uh, compatibility? Market Foolery is brought to you by Encore Insurance Services. For a free life insurance quote, visit smartterm.com or call toll-free 1-866-347-5748. They'll compare rates to help you save, and it's a free quote. It's a free quote, Charlie, so just call. Nothing beats free. It's a free quote, 866-347-5748. You uh, yes- didn't sing that jingle, Charlie. No, I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> Uh, Yesterday, we talked about uh, Doritos, uh, Arch West, uh, the brilliant visionary inventor of Doritos who has passed on to the, well, the great great Dorito in the sky. The great Dorito factory (laughs) in the sky. Um, uh, And I asked people to just drop us an email, let us know what sort of exotic flavors they've encountered. And uh, we have the best listeners in the world. Uh, Email from Ed Hillman. Heaven is a bowl of nachos. Exactly. Uh, He writes, just last November, I ordered the following flavors from a company in Japan. Pepper bacon, rich cheese, Hokkaido cheese. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Bill Mann? You got it. Hokkaido cheese. As I recall, they were all fairly tasty. Both Frito-Lay and Nestle's give their Japanese subsidiaries some latitude in coming up with variations on things like Doritos, Cheetos, and Kit Kat. I have particularly liked the Cheetos with wasabi and mayonnaise and the green tea Kit Kat that have been available in the past. I'll be honest. I, I-, I like a good Kit Kat, but a green, green tea Kit Kat? That- Man, it's good stuff. Uh, it's I good. I could go for that. Yeah, yeah. it's a little up, a little less sweet. I know it's audio, so I'll just try and describe the, the look on Jason's face, which just <laughs> seems to be screaming, "No, yeah. please, no." He, you, he, yeah, he stopped listening good. at the word bacon. Yeah. 
Uh, and an email from Matt Crane. I used to live in Costa Mesa, California, in the shadow of Taco Bell headquarters. I had kind of dark. <laughs> I had the distinct pleasure of having the best Taco Bell I've ever eaten at right around the corner. The proximity to their headquarters meant I got to sample a lot of experimental menu items, including... And this, these next two sentences are in all caps, including the Dorito Loco Taco, a Taco Bell taco where the entire taco shell was an orange flavor dusted nacho cheese Dorito. <laughs> that, that final word Dorito is followed by nine exclamation points. I just, they, I just hope they bring it to the wider market as I am now living in Cleveland and haven't seen it on the menu yet. Bill, man, you've actually done some research. Can we, can we help Matt out? Yes, not so. I, I did some research on the uh, the Dorito Loco Taco at Taco Bell, and it turns out, Matt, that although you are in the land of Cleve, very close to you is one of the test markets. That's right for this taco. So you need to go to Door Street in Toledo, Ohio, and they've got them. See, we're full service here at Market Foolery. Yeah. Listeners for life. And we're road tripping. <laughs> yes. Kitten listeners yes. for life. It is 334 miles from us. We could be there by six. Let's make it Let's make it happen. Uh, in closing, nominations for the 2011 Podcast Awards wrap up this week. So if you enjoy Market Foolery, please nominate us in the business category. Uh, the URL to use is marketfoolery.com. Just go to podcastawards.com if you'd like to help us out. We'd appreciate it. Please do. Nominations for just a couple more days. Bill Mann, Jason Moser, Charlie Travers. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks. thanks. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. After our content this week, Proxy. I think we need a nomination in like the health and nutrition category too. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, this is the deep fried Kool Aid, Dorito tacos, the deliciousness yeah. category, the burgers, yeah. the beer recommendations. Vote early, vote often. Yeah. If if we become finalists, believe me, we're going to vote early and vote often. The fashion category. I'm from Illinois. I got that now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we invented vote early, vote often.